a special edition of the Upper Deckers podcast. Uh, we're going to try to get in an NBA playoff preview and year in review uh, before the playoffs begin. And obviously after the, the regular season has ended. I'm Drew here with Derek Whoa. and Matt as always. Matt uh, <laughs> this time at, once again... Last half what's happening right now. Because we just got done playing trivia. The old stuff. Plug Drink. Plug Geeksu Drink, yeah. Because so many people listen to us from there. No, but people might listen and then go play. True. Figure it is, it out, bro. It is true. That is true. Okay. Marketing, well, dude. tonight what I want to do is... Super marketing. You even lift, bro? Sometimes. He has been working out. I have been. You noticed? Yeah, check out the pecs on Yolanda. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we, we're going to uh, do a few things tonight. One, one is look back at our um, at our preseason predictions. Don't um, do that. Including do that. kind of just looking at the year in review Someone for the NBA. Someone said the Thunder were going to win, I believe. I think, I think it was actually both of you. Um then we'll take a look at the playoff pairings uh, in the East and West, and we'll really spend most of our time on this last point, and that is uh, the Mavericks' outlook for their uh, opening round series with the Houston Rockets. So first and foremost, uh, do you guys have any general thoughts on, on the season uh, before we jump into our preseason predictions and how those turned out? A lot. Golden State won a lot of games. A lot of chemistry issues for the Mavs. This is a lot of guys playing together for the first time. And yeah. a point guard who definitely relies upon having good chemistry because his game is passing. So. Yeah, but well, we got we got playoff Rondo coming up. Playoff I know, and I, I think what Rondo, I don't have the stats in front of me, but the last, like, ten games or so, he's, his averages look a lot better and the assist numbers are up and starting to look like a... You know, the point guard that we thought like, we traded for. So. Starting to look like Rajon Rondo? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like just, you said, just Rondo to... turns it up a little bit when it gets to the playoffs, so uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for that. And, and Dirk's going to, too, because he's, you know, I, I think Dirk's, uh, I'm not trying to say he hasn't played hard this year, but I think he's got a little left in the tank just because he knew he has to kind of hold himself back. He's, he hasn't been doing as many post-ups this season. They've kind of talked about that. They want to keep him out of the post until the playoffs. So I didn't look. What were his average minutes? Were they down? They've got to be down. We'll get to that in here in a second. Yeah, but oh. I, you know, I think just the way he played, uh, including also you know the, the minutes he played, but the way he played, he wasn't you know, as aggressive as yeah, he could be. Because a lot of face-up jumpers. Yeah, he, he wanted to save himself. But I think you're going to see Dirk's you know full arsenal when he gets to the playoffs. Well, just to re-rack, uh, the Mavericks won 50 games for the first time since. <laughs> yeah, re-rack. They won 50 Rex, games Rex. for the first time <laughs> <laughs> since the 2011 championship season, and we all know what that means. Championship. We're going to win again. Trick. Um, but that was Mavs that championship. was that was a big player. They finished they finished Mavs seventh in the West. Mavs, Mavs championship. All right, when they win, we gotta make that song. We have to. And and it reminds me of my favorite destination spot. Don't okay. Keep going. Don't. Don't. 50 Rich, wins Richard. for the first time since 2011. They finished with the seventh seed of the West. Uh, and looking back at the season, um, one thing that a lot that we obviously didn't take into account at the beginning when we looked at our predictions was the Rajon Rondo trade yeah. um, and the Kevin Durant injury. Who was it that said Jameer Nelson was going to be a big player? Drew, I think Drew said MVP. 
No, I said that. Okay, we'll get to that in a second okay. here. But let's let's run down some of our preseason predictions just to kind of rub our noses. I know in, I said in what sixty we were, wins. What we were thinking. Who, so, who had the best percentage? My voice cracked. That didn't mean that. So so first and foremost, no. we all we all listed Ooh. how many wins we thought the Mavericks would have. Derek said sixty. Nice. Matt fifty five, and I said fifty two. Oh, come on. I thought I would have won It was that. close to that going over, so we all lost. Yeah, I guess that's true. No one won the showcase showdown. But I was actually uh, closest, so. Um, we then talked about... of all the losers. We then talked about Dirk's minutes, and that's why I stopped you here. We talked about... If oh, we, you didn't stop me. That was foreshadowing. Okay. All right. You were just... It's good radio, man. Nice. Yeah. That's good radio. Not so, even on purpose. Not even on purpose. I, I made the bold prediction that I thought that the Mavericks were going to be able to maintain their win total, reducing Dirk's minutes below 30 minutes a game. Matt looking back and listening back, uh, said that he thought that Dirk was going to be back up around his career averages 35 minutes a game. Derek uh, said that he Called be- for 48. <laughs> Derek, <laughs> Derek likes snakes. Oh, wait, before you go to that, did you, did you see the, the Heat Sixers box score from last night? No. So there's some weird thing where they both, they played each yeah. other, but they both needed, they to, both lose needed to lose in order to like, get a draft pick. The Heat only played six guys the whole game. And the one guy at the bench was Haslam. He played seven minutes. Four, the four starters were like D-leaguers, and they played 48 minutes. And they won, I think. They did win, because the Sixers were trying to lose just as bad. But go ahead. I, I think I it was know, actually Miami's... the funniest box score. I think it was actually if Miami lost, their pick would go to the 76ers. No, Miami needed to lose. If they won, it goes to the Sixers, which they did right. win. Right, oh, I'm sorry. If they, yeah. if they won, then their, their pick That's why they the both Sixers. wanted to lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so the fans were happy. Oh, yeah. yeah, they were pumped. Sixers so, fans have had a lot of fun the last <laughs> few years. So, so Derek said that Derek would be around 31 minutes a game. His career averages, right. just for kind of a, an idea of you know where he where he sat going, coming into this season, his career average was right around 36 minutes a game. Come on, um, big Dirk. I Whoa. said that Dirk would be Dirk. around 28 oh. to 30 minutes a game. Get your confidence right. And he came in at 29 and a half. Oh, well, I'm Drew. Oh, well, Drew. So what play. that tells me, what, hey, what that tells me is that the additions allowed Carlisle to kind of rest Dirk a little bit more this season. Charlie V, dude. That Charlie V. If he grows eyebrows, imagine how good he'd be. <laughs> He has a disease. Yeah, I feel like that's racist. Does he really? Yeah. He yeah. <laughs> he can't grow hair. Yeah, he can't grow hair. <laughs> Nothing down there either. <laughs> Nothing down yeah. there either. Yeah, he has Alicia Keys. <laughs> so, speaking of Charlie V, another funny prediction from from uh, our preseason show was that I said that Charlie V and Jameer Nelson would play big playoff roles for this team. I don't think either of those things is going to happen. One, Jameer Nelson's no longer here. Charlie V will just... Charlie V can get some minutes in certain He'll be like Peja. Yeah. Stoyjatages? Yeah. Something like that. Um, I think the only other real prediction outside of who we thought was going to win and how far the Mavs were going to go was I said Monte would be an all-star, which he wasn't. Um, Looks like all your bold predictions didn't come true. Yep, exactly. Um, but, but, but Matt, who did you have to? Uh, where did you have the Mavs going? And 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 who did you have uh, winning the championship? Do you yeah. remember? Well, okay. Um, our our predictions okay. are null in and all, void in all when fairness, Kevin Durant doesn't get to finish the season. In all fairness, Kevin Durant didn't play this year. Okay. You should see that if you're a real good prognosticator. Oh, I did. Yeah. I did say Cleveland out of the East. So listen, that's like Put, if I here, said, here, I'll run if it I would have said Derrick Rose isn't going to play this season, that's yeah. a pretty safe bet. But saying Kevin Durant's not going to play, okay, 
Okay, I got you. So Derek said Mavs. Derek said Mavs would win sixty games, get the yep. two seed, yep. and lose yep. in the conference finals. I bet they would play the two seed. God, <laughs> you, I think you took that down wrong. And lose in the conference finals to the Thunder, and then Cleveland would come he, out of the East. It could still happen. Could still happen. Just <laughs> not the Thunder. <laughs> Matt said fifty-five wins, lose in the second round to the Thunder. Uh-huh. He said that it would Stupid be Cleveland, Oklahoma City in the final, and Cleveland would win. But he also threw in that the Pelicans shouldn't even be a team. <laughs> They're the eight team, dumb nuts. And I actually have watched them, and I kind of like them. Yeah, Anthony Davis. Yeah, and I and I actually kind of think they could upset Golden State. No, they can't. No, maybe for one game. Uh, and then I said Gold 52 wins, sweet. fourth sweet. in the West. Put it down, my Put thunder down. prediction. 52 wins, fourth in the West, out in the second round, and to the Spurs, and the cha- the Spurs would be the champs. And you guys made fun of me because you said the Spurs can't win in even years or odd years or whatever. They can't. No, they only win. They in only odd win years. in the odd years, bro. Okay. All right. Well. So clearly, the Warriors are going to the finals. So that was. Those were our bold predictions. We're obviously Spurs. idiots. It's an odd year. It's an odd year right now. Oh, 99, yeah, right. 2007. I thought it was. 2013. You're right. Spurs are going all the way. They have to. Any other thoughts on the regular season before we move into the postseason? Nah, man. All right. Well, coming up next on the Everdeggers podcast, live from the Alamo Draft House, uh, we'll go through the playoff pairings and see if uh, we're actually interested in any of these matchups in the Eastern Conference. for Heisman. Next on the Everdeggers podcast. Back to this special episode of the Upper Deckers Podcast. NBA Playoff Edition. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're looking the at the NBA Playoffs. So what I want to know is, what I want to know is, one, are you following us at Upper Deckers Pod on Twitter? If you're password. not, you should be. We're not coming out of our password. Password Podvader. Podvader. Like so what I want to know it's is, not, try it, you won't work. are you guys interested in any other nope. playoff Sorry. series besides... Mavs, Rockets, which we'll get to here in a minute. Yes. So, let's start in the East. Toronto. I'm actually going to say I'm not, to be honest. Toronto, Washington. You're interested in Toronto? Washington is like on a real downslide. And Toronto is also very streaky. But I think Toronto like owns the Wizards or something. At least yeah. in recent history. Yeah. Also but Dwayne Casey. And, and then but I want to see John, what's his name? John Wall do You know what? I'll give you this. I'm actually interested in the Bucks Bulls. 
I think yeah. the Bucks are an up and coming team, especially because they're the Greek freak. Possible man. best player hasn't played this whole year. Jabari Parker has been hurt the whole season. Yeah. Like I feel like they're a team that is, is on the rise. Did you see their new logo come out today? Yeah. It looks pretty cool. They're they're pretty bucking talented. All right. Well, the one eight game is it or one eight what? series is Atlanta and Brooklyn. Not interested in that because Brooklyn right. is just not even trying anymore. Dude, Brooklyn's so bad. You hear the what Paul Pierce just say about Darren Williams? No. He's saying like basically that uh, he just never tried and could have been one of the best players in the league, but just doesn't work at it. Like he's as good as he is just based on pure talent alone, huh. but he could be a lot better if he actually gave effort. Glad we dodged that bullet. Yeah. Uh, the two seven uh, series oh, wow, is wow, Cleveland wow. and Boston. I'm interested in watching this this series because Jay Crowder's Phil Pressy. Yeah, I know. Jay Crowder's. Getting a lot of minutes uh, in Boston, and he made some like buzzer beater three to send him. Cleveland to is so much better than every team in the East. We already mentioned Chicago, Milwaukee. I think that's an, a fairly now, interesting now series. Like, you know, we could have had Greek Cle- Freak. Yeah, Cleveland we could have had a lot of guys. We could have had Greek Freak, but we chose Shane Larkin because we tried to save money for Dwight Howard. But then we got. But you know who's fault Tyson that is? Chandler Parsons, Donnie Dwight Nelson. Howard, because. The year before, I guess, when he opted back in, I heard Mark Stein saying that uh, if, if he the plan was for him to opt out and him and Chris Paul were going to come yeah. here. But then Dwight Howard was a biatch. Yeah. Continuing. Tyson Chandler Parsons. Toronto and Better. Washington. Basically the Eastern Conference. Just tell me who comes out and then I'll pay attention. Cleveland. This will be Cleveland. I mean, it's... Yeah. I don't think. I think it will get down to that Cleveland Atlanta, Atlanta series. Atlanta will give them a little something. I think that's that'll be a, the series well, of see, the playoffs. I actually think Toronto will give Atlanta a, a challenge in the second round, and it could be Toronto Cleveland. I don't think Toronto makes it out of the first round. I think Washington. I will think be you're good. high. Okay. Slap bet. Now, Slap bet. Okay. now the Western Conference is a different story because uh, if I win or if uh, well, Toronto wins, I slap Drew. If Washington wins, you slap Drew. Yep. Fuck you guys. And if, that was on radio. <laughs> oh, radio, <laughs> radio edit. I'll bleep it. And, uh, and if Jameer Nelson plays big minutes for the Mavs, <laughs> you get to slap both of us. Okay. <laughs> but if he what about it, what about if who we, who we traded him for plays big minutes? For Tom Tom Dwight Dwarty? Powell. Dwight Powell. <laughs> Dwight Powell, dude. No. Dwight Powell. Rashawn Rondo. Okay, now the Western Conference is a different story. Right I think I think in the West, as you go down each of these series, maybe outside of Golden State, New Orleans, all of them are, like, just slugfests. I mean, these are very evenly matched teams. Um, Drew, power rank the eight teams. Go. Power rank the eight teams? In the West. Go. Well, Golden State's number one. Okay. I would say probably... San Antonio too because they're I agree. they're going. hot right now. Um, Houston and the Clippers are probably three four. Okay, I agree. Um, and then Dallas and Portland. Uh, Portland's way down the no, list. Portland's definitely seven. Yeah, Portland seven. I'll be in Memphis, Dallas. Memphis and, and da- I would say play. Dallas probably over Memphis. Memphis has been kind of on downslide, okay. and Dallas is. I agree with what up. you did, Drew. Although uh, New Orleans, I might I might put New Orleans over Portland. I might too, because Portland's been playing terrible and half their rosters hurt. So, the, the other interesting Dude, Golden game, State got so lucky. Or I mean, just I'm not saying like they they avoided the matchups that they didn't want to play. If they would have to play the Spurs in the second round, they would have lost. Yeah, because Spurs owned them. But you know what? They get the eight seed, which obviously is 
they they deserve that. But then the four five is Memphis and Portland. You know, I don't think, as we just said, are probably the the six and seven teams in the West. So. Yeah, I was I was really hoping for San Antonio to end up with the five seed so that they could be on that half of the bracket and take care of Golden State because they they've, beat up on because they've owned Golden State this year. They really have. Yeah. The, and so okay, the other interesting thing about two well, other interesting the nice thing things is for the Spurs, they avoid Memphis because yeah, Memphis gives them a hard yeah. time. In fact, I, I, here's a bold prediction for you. Don't be surprised if, if uh, Mark Gasol is in a Spurs uniform next year. That's for another time, though. A um, couple interesting things about the Western Conference. One is that all of the teams from uh, the Mavericks division are in the playoffs. That's the first time since the 70s that that's happened. Every team from a division made, made the playoffs. So that's... Um, that's a pretty stout uh, division. The other one is that as you as you kind of go down the list, typically, um, and, and we'll get into this a little bit more with the Mavs uh, Rocket series. But for example, typically a two seven series is a difference of like ten wins. So like typically, the two seed has ten more wins than the seven seed. Well, that's not the case this year. The the um, the records are very compact, um, such that. You know, San Antonio on the last game of the season was playing for the two seed or the six seed. They win, two, lose, six. Like that's how big of a drop it is. And then from there to the Mavs is not you know, at seven is not your typical drop to seven. So these are gonna be some really evenly matched series. I'm really interested to see. Um, the we want to play Houston on the second night of a back to back anymore. That's true. I'm really inter- interested to watch the Clippers San Antonio series. I think that's gonna be a slugfest. It should be really interesting. We'll see. You know, I, I don't know how much I trust the Clippers. Blake Griffin, uh, good player, real athletic, but I think he's a little overrated. You know, and he, he in the past has melted down pretty hard in the playoffs. And Chris Paul hasn't had much playoff success either. So yeah. But definitely Dallas's side of that bracket is the tougher one. I mean. Golden State, New Orleans, Portland, and Memphis are on one half, and then Houston, Dallas. L.A. and San Antonio. That's that's tough. And that's I mean that's that's how it should be. I mean, you know, two through uh, yeah, what two, three, six, and seven should be tougher than one, four, five, and eight. So there you go. But um, that's enough for that. Let's get into next the Mavs Houston series. Uh, spend a little bit of time with that and. Uh, and give our, our outlook for the for the entire playoffs next in the Upper Deckers podcast. Really chicken, hot Cheetos for breakfast. Make a young student sicken. Did you ever think someone's tricking you? And the guy in the pulpit is a bigot and a some kid. Walks into my school and opens fire. Welcome back to the Upper Deckers Podcast, the special NBA playoff preview edition of the podcast. Derek and Matt, I don't know really, we're too excited about doing this one, but I really wanted to get uh, an NBA uh, recording in here. I take offense to that statement. <laughs> I built offense when you said that statement. 
Matt's over here on his phone. That's all I know. Are you looking up stats? No. There's this. No, I'll tell you later. He's sex, dude. <laughs> We're in public. Dead ass, though. <laughs> well, he's not the one sending the pics. Oh! oh! Hot dog. Kramer is. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa Kramer, right? Mm. Yep. <laughs> sure. Gina Kramer. All right, well, the Mavs, uh, <laughs> Ooh, the Mavs, uh, Houston, first-round series. Start- That's over here watching Louie. <laughs> I am. I love that show. Get started on it's this. It's on behind you, Drew. Oh, it is. Okay. Well, Mavs, Houston get started this Saturday, 8.30 tip uh, with game one. 8.30? Yeah. My bedtime. Late 30. What channel? Uh, well, it's going to be on 21. T- TXA T- locally. But also it'll be on the games where we're gonna alternate ESPN TNT, but they'll all be first round on TXA. They're on ESPN. You pull there on TNT? Yep. Alright. All first round. What about a Friday game? Does that interrupt Rangers baseball? Ooh. Rangers will probably stay on on Fox Sports Southwest. But it's a Friday game. Playoffs, and bro. Playoffs on TXA and one of yeah, the bottom five teams. gives a crap about the Rangers right now. It's playoff time. Okay. Well, now you done did it. He said. Back to he did court. say right now. <laughs> he said right Going now. Going back to sexting. I said right Man, now, honey. It smells weird. <laughs> what does it? What is that? Snozberries, maybe? Snozberries. All right, well. That smells like smoke. There are a ton of. There are a ton of really interesting storylines in this series. Um, Mavs Mavs and Rockets haven't really faced off that much in the playoffs. In fact, the last time that they did was, I believe, 2005. Yeah, when T Mac posterized. Tom or yeah, Tom, Tom Bradley, Sean Bradley, and Sean Bradley. That was that was the series where Dirk and T Mac alternated going off for fifty. And Tom Milton Brady was never and good we were though. down three zero in that series. I think came back and won. Two zero. Three one. Maybe three one. Yes. Three one. Okay. Um, but we haven't played in a while. Um, and there's a lot any of teams ever been down three zero and one. Okay, that's fine. There's a ton of storylines, including okay, um, a couple of guys playing their former teams. Uh, Jet Terry is now a Rocket, and now in the starting lineup since Patrick Beverly is out for the season. So he'll be returning uh, to play against the Mavericks and Chandler Parsons, as was uh, much publicized this offseason. Um, How fitting they play each other in the first round. Yeah, signed with, signed with Dallas, Tyson Chandler Parsons. Uh, Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer. Uh, former Maverick champion, yeah, NBA champion, bro, is uh, is a is a rocket. So there's a number of guys playing against their former teams, um, kind of in line with that. And some of those some of those roster moves. Um, there's been in the past a front office feud. There was the that assistant GM. What was his name? That uh, the Mavericks hired for like a week and then said, "Get the hell out of here," and he went back to Houston. I don't know that that dude. I don't it's Marcellus because... Wiley. Yeah. Oh, I forget his name. Um, also, uh, also there was the story. There was a story about after the Mavericks tried to get Dwight Howard, and then he signed with Houston. Uh, Daryl Morey like calling up Cuban and asking him to trade for Dirk. And, I think this is easily the best first round series. Oh, just by just far because of the storylines you're bringing up right now, and I, I think it'll be it'll be the best series in the NBA. Uh, I, I think I've heard a lot of national people say that. Too. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Houston's still trying to get the Mavs monkey off their backs. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Houston's a little brother. Years for sure. and years and years. 
I would agree with that. There's also just, you know, the your typical Dallas-Houston rivalry. Yeah. You know, people from Houston. They're named the after something suck. in space, and we all know what space is. Super! Houston? Sam Houston? No, not the city. Oh, the Rockets. Nickname, the Rockets. The city by the bay. The Rockets. That's not a thing. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and we also just mentioned that it's been 10 years since their last playoff meeting, but... <laughs> But really what I want to get into now is sort of your outlook, uh, our outlook on the series, including um, the matchups uh, in the series, which are, are which, we're, which are actually really interesting since there's a couple of injuries that have taken place for the Rockets. The Jamal matchups. God, dude, you're, you're not on your A game tonight. <laughs> you're going too dead. And uh, and then I want to get your predictions Jamal before matchups? we matchups? It's not even close to Mashburn. That's rude, man. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> so I, I see, I see a, a handful of, of interesting matchups. One, I think, and, and really the most interesting to me is is the ba- uh, the backcourt um, matchups, especially with Patrick Beverly being out because he is a player that um, I, don't I think. Like that guy. Well, I don't like him either. But but he was on your team. Rich You'd Beverly. love to have him. Yeah, Rich Beverly, much better. What he does is really no, allow he's... allow Harden to concentrate on and just putting the ball in the bucket. No, he's just a, a, a cockroach, as uh, as my dad would say. And he's a good he's defender. Just a, an annoying player. Yeah, that's the best part of him being the cockroach that he is. And so what Houston doesn't have is... Daniel Worth? <laughs> What Houston doesn't have is another defensive guard um, that can kind of take on yeah, the dude, Mavericks. Their backcourt can't play defense. Well, yeah, I mean they're starting Jason J- Terry Jet and Harden. Harden. Yeah, so we're gonna need Monte to be Monte. So and stop being a whiny little biatch. I agree. And you know what? I've stopped wearing Monte's jersey for the last few weeks because he's being a little whiny biatch, and he needs to snap out of it and realize that if he plays well these this playoffs, he's going to get an enormous contract, if not from the Mavericks, from somebody else. That's where you make yeah, the money. We'll see. I mean, they're going to have to make some type of a run, but yeah. But I think that's a really interesting matchup because, first of all, we, we hear all these about, things about playoff Rondo, and I and. Yes, his game has has been kind of ramping up over the last few weeks. His assist turnover ratio over the last handful of weeks is something like six and a half to one, something like that, which is much better than where he was. Um, it's back kind of in line with where he's been on his career, um, and he's our best. He's he's the Mavericks' best defensive guard, period. And so I guess I, I think a lot of it's going to depend on how the games are called. If Rondo is able to kind of get away with some of his tricks of the trade, um, then I think the Mavericks have a really good shot to, to slow down Harden and not slow down the Rockets. But yeah, I'm excited to see what all Carlisle will throw at him, uh, at Harden, because uh, Carlisle's known for not necessarily putting just one guy on the star player. Yeah. He's going to throw a lot of people at you, just like, he did, with, just like he did with Dwayne Wade. Yeah, just like he did a, with Tony Parker last exactly. year. Exactly. He's going to, you know, he's going to throw obviously Rondo and obviously Devin Harris, but you're going to see Aminu on him. Uh, you might see Parsons on him for a little bit. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see. I don't know, maybe that's it, those four guys. Harris, I, yeah, I, I said Harris. Still, I would still argue that uh, Rick Carlisle is one of the best uh, playoff coaches. Oh, I think he's... Yeah, I'm sure Drew's got that matchup. I think he's 1B. I think he's 1B to Pops, Popovich's 1A. Like, I really do. 
I mean, and I think that a lot of people... Do you have that listed as one of the matchups, or are we going to talk about that right now? I do. I have okay, it as... Okay, we'll keep going then. We'll get to it in a minute. Okay, well, let's just jump into it then. Carlisle and, and Mikhail. I mean, Mikhail has to be given some credit for doing what he did with that team this year with the injuries that they've had, and sort of buying into the whole Daryl Morey, like, we're going to shoot threes, layups, and free throws. But the playoffs is where the great coaches shine. Because it gives them the opportunity. I'm about to play one team for at least four games, maybe up to seven games. So I'm. It's funny I've already played three times. And four right. times. Four times. So I can truly game plan for this team. You know, in the NFL, week by week, you can game plan. Uh huh. In the NBA, sometimes you'll play a team, you know, the night after a game. You don't really have a game plan. You're just kind of going out there and playing your style. You might have a little bit of scouting report on this team. You don't have as much a, a serious game plan. So Carlisle, just like Popovich, is a great game planner. And that's what you're going to see when they come up against Houston is, is the ability to game plan. That's why they had so much success against the Spurs last year because he had a, a plan of how to guard Tony Parker, and it worked out, and we were able and to. And he's got, what, three days to institute it? Exactly. I he's mean, got time, and they're going to have time to practice. That's another thing. During the season, these guys don't have much time to do is practice. And the first round takes – what seven it's, weeks? It's, uh, to get I believe anyway. it's seven games in fifteen days. Uh, if they end up playing all seven, yeah. So, you know, it's oh, a, so they shorten it. it? Used to be seven and eighteen. Yeah, I mean it's a two-week process. Yeah. Uh, more than two weeks. That's yeah, so. like Saturday, Tuesday, uh, Saturday, Tuesday. If they don't win game two, I'm going to be pissed. Saturday, Tuesday, birthday, Friday. Nice. Saturday, Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. I think is the first four games. So it's like yeah. Yeah. Um, so in, so, and it's two-two. Or is it 2-2 two, two or 2-3? 2-2, 1-1-1. Two, 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 one, one, one. Yeah, because the final is the only thing that's 2-3, two, right? 2-3-2, two, 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 yeah. yeah. Did they change that back this year? Did they change it back? I think they might change it back this year. So either way, so between, so there's an extra day in between travel, right? Yeah. So after the first two games in Houston, we're going to get to completely ramp up. Yeah. And, and you get to see the adjustments. That's the other thing is adjustments are a big part in and there's going to be gonna whole hear, days of practice devoted to it. Yeah, I'm not here to slight McHale, but he doesn't, you know. He can't hold Carlisle's chalk. I mean, it's just. I'm <laughs> going there, but all right. It's too heavy and sweaty? Yeah. But, okay, Full so. They don't call him Big Rick. <laughs> For nothing. Rick City. So, okay, so, and this is something that I've really held to since after the, the, the 2011 championship is. Rick Carlisle. Is that is that as Dirks? Okay, so this team has been all about Dirk. It's been okay. Let's build around Dirk. We're all Dirk's about team. that Dirk. About that Dirk. No Terry. Oh, ouch, man. Tyson Chandler, bro. Championship. I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about just. But as but as, Dirk, as Dirk's career kind of winds down, I think that it's like a cross between like okay, now this is becoming Carlisle's team and. You know, to be able to kind of put together the teams that he has, or the performances that he has with the teams that he's had, is really impressive, and that's and that's a, and that's a major plus. I mean, I was trying to give Mikhail a little bit of credit for dealing with a lot of injuries and things like that, but the the epitome of that well, you're this a year nice guy. Being, being Rick Carlisle's team was when he and Rondo got into it, and that like that in itself was like, this is my team. Yeah. All right, get either do it my way or. Get on down, go on down to Bootown. And, R- and Rondo, as a guy who's a, who has a very high basketball IQ, <laughs> Rondo, 
Rondo is a guy who has a very high basketball IQ. He gets pissed when he thinks that he's like when you're doing something that he knows better than. Yeah. It took him a little while, but he's on board now. Yeah, I don't and think. So, it's, I, I certainly don't think it's a respect issue. Oh no. I don't no. think it was ever anything to do with that, and a lot of I, local media decided. I to heard it was kind of like Carlisle's last test. Like, hey, yeah. Rondo passed this, and he did, and that's why he like when he turned the team over to him. Sort of yeah. like, it was like almost. It was almost like a, I'm going to feed him bad information, and if he, and, until he says that's that's dumb, that's not right, that's not what yeah. we should be doing, and then we're like, all right. Now I'd like to see what our record was after that. Not well, not very good. But no, it hasn't been very good. But there's been a lot of injuries that the team's been dealing with. So I mean. I don't know. It's, it's and they've been of, locked into yeah, the seventh seed for a good a few weeks. three weeks. Yeah. Um, other matchups to, that I'm looking forward to: um, Tyson versus Dwight. Um, that's going to be interesting. Dwight's uh, starting to get back into form after coming back from an injury, and Tyson is as well. Tyson has been kind of banged up throughout this year. This Lowe's season. Nuggets. Oh. And um, and so that that should be an interesting matchup. Um, I think they absolutely cancel each other out. I think neither one of them is an offensive factor. But I think Tyson Chandler is more pivotal to the Mavericks defensively than Dwight Howard. Well, yeah, just because the Rockets are all about either getting a layup or getting a three-pointer. So yeah. And he doesn't provide that. So Tyson's a big, uh, you know, <laughs> he's going to be the number one guy to stop the layups. So. Yeah. Well, the other thing to look, to look at is that at times on the offensive end, I feel like, especially since Dwight hasn't played this much that much this year, that he sort of uh, that he sort of clogs up the the space on offense uh, for them sometimes. So something to look at. Um, Ariza Parsons will be interesting to watch. Um, Ariza is probably going to be kind of bouncing around between guarding, you know, Dirk, Ellis. A lot of different guys, Parsons, but I think that's just a very that's very much a matchup of how did this offseason go for these two teams. That's a big. Yeah, because if we reason. wouldn't have gotten Parsons, we probably would have ended up with Ariza. That's another big reason that uh, Parsons is key because, like we said, their guards are not defensive players, but Ariza is. And if it's Jefferson having to play a lot of minutes, then that's pretty easy to stick Harden on Jefferson. And while Jefferson is a good shooter, it's Okay, just don't let him get the ball. But if it is Parsons, then Parsons lead him up. You're gonna have to have a reason probably on Parsons because uh, you can't put Harden there, and so now you got Harden on Monte. So it's time for Monte to go to work. So yeah, it's basically just got to be whoever Reza is guarding the other the other guy between Monte and, and Chandler Parsons has got to go off. Yeah, I mean that's just how it's gonna have to be. Um, Couldn't agree more. That's just gonna exhaust Houston. Yeah, I mean it's just going to wear them down, and if it is a long series, that's going to play a big part. I think so. And then I think the the really the swing players for both teams, and these guys probably won't guard each other very often. The swingers, but but they're kind of the swing players. Um, Farouk and, and they get Corey around. Brewer. They do get around. The Farouk, baseline. Farouk and Corey Brewer are are similarly built uh, players, but they play completely different types of games, and. Um, I think Farouk has been a, a very pleasant surprise this year. We were all pretty high on him coming into the season, um, listening back to what we were. Do you think Brewer ends up getting like the, the minutes at the end of the game rather than Terry because they got to have both Brewer and Ariza in there for defensive purposes? I think they might go offense for defense. Okay. Game. Um, 
But you know what? Brewer has kind of gotten away from his like defensive um, reputation. Mm. He's become a little bit more. Dude, he's a cherry picker. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's gone. He's gotten a little bit away from like man on man defense. That to, wasn't racist. Cause you didn't to um, to a, to like a chance taker, cherry picker type of player. He's he was like three and D, and now he's. He was like a three and D type of guy. Now he's like a chance taker on defense, and then just slip out. Yep. So I would say the X factor this year is outside of Parsons uh, for sure because he needs to play Devin Harris because, like we said, they don't have the the defensive uh, guards. And Harris, while he is getting up there in age, still has some speed. Still has the still get to the hole. Yeah, still has the uh, the brass huevos, and uh, that means eggs. <laughs> yes. And is anybody... I think he, no, I think he's going to be a big offensive threat and, and on defense. I think he's going to get a lot of minutes uh, checking Harden. So we'll yeah. see. Uh, I think but... I think the biggest key to the Mavs is it's another guard, but I think it's whoever that third guard is that plays 15 to 17 minutes a game. That's the key, whether it's Berea or Felton, whoever that is. Combo, combo, right? Those guys, those guys are going to be key. One of those two or both of them. Right, because by the time they get Houston to that deep on their bench, I mean the Mavs have pretty much already got that beat. And do you guys find it interesting that we haven't mentioned Dirk yet? I mean, that's a he's a guy who's kind of, in, in statistically minutes wise, taking a little bit of a step back this year um, from last year. I'd like um, to see him go off. Well, I think we just count on Dirk to be Dirk. Like, yeah, we know what we we're gonna get out of Dirk. We don't know what we're gonna get out of Parsons because he's not healthy. We don't we're know get, what we're gonna get out of Monte. Yeah, we're we don't know get what we're gonna get out of Rondo. Eighteen to twenty-four out of Dirk, and he's gonna get seven to yeah. twelve rebounds. We, we know what Dirk. We haven't like we just haven't commented on Tyson Chandler much. We know what Tyson Chandler's gonna give us. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Those two guys, we have a lot two of three blocks. And yeah, we have a lot of faith points, in those boards. guys to come through and do what they do. Those guys are champions. They are champions. The thing to think about with Dirk is that. Um, all reports are, are are that he sort of went at this season a little bit differently than he has in the past. Um, in the past, he has kind of gotten away from his like conditioning and strength training during the season in order to uh, in order to be less tired during those regular season games. And um, reports are that basically this year he's he's continued to work out and condition at the same level that he would he in, in the off season. Yeah, see his booty. What? Hmm? Dirt. He's been he's been conditioning at the same level as he has as he normally would in the off season, um, which has probably caused him to be a little sluggish during the season. But it'll put him in better shape for the postseason. Um, a lot of that I think is kind of coming around. You saw earlier earlier on in the season, middle part of the season, that he didn't have much legs in his jump shot. He was coming short a lot, and now he's starting to hit at a much higher percentage on those. I, who were they playing the other day? I watched the full game. I, he, he just was draining every shot. Now we ended up losing the game. I think it was Phoenix, Utah, Phoenix. They Phoenix. beat Phoenix the other night. Utah. Possibly. But he, he went he off. Like he, some... he, he had like 14 points in the fourth quarter. Who knows? I, but I believe you. He had a couple of threes, two of them in transition. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember what game that was. I mean, he missed a three with like a minute left that would have put him like within two points. Yeah. Freaking amazing. Um, okay, so predictions. 
And oh wait, I did want to say this. I was listening to the post game show last night on the ticket, and Falwell was on talking about um, sort of the two biggest weaknesses for the Mavs overall this season being rebounding and defensive efficiency. Essentially, that they were in the bottom part of the league in both of those. The difference is though, and this is kind of an anomaly that he was talking about, was that. Um, in late and close situations, so last five minutes of the game within five points or whatever, however your definition is, the Mavs go flip the script on those two areas completely, and they're in like the top five or top ten in both rebounding and defensive efficiency in late and close situations. So, I don't know, it's kind of interesting to me that, that that's the case. Like, it, it, it possibly tells me that, okay, can they extend that to the last... 10 minutes. Can they extend that to well, the whole the, game? That's one of those adjustment things that where Rick Carlo right. does it. And I think if you plan around that, if that's your goal, I think, it, obviously, I mean, maybe they're just a, uh, maybe they're just a, a clutch team. And it's possible that they were maybe everybody gave holding them, a little bit back throughout the regular season. And everybody gave them slack in 2011 saying they weren't good enough defensively and you know, they, they weren't as efficient as they should be, and they couldn't hit free throws. Yeah. Mavs and six. Derek? I agree with Drew. Uh, well, I can't. I can't agree across the board. So you're uh, calling for the sweep? So I'm going to have to go. Rockets and seven. I need them to get it done in the Mavs to win this in four or five, though, so I can watch the first round of the draft. Yeah, because game six would be, is yeah, on the night of the draft. Trifecta, and it's a trivia night. Oh, and it's a midnight showing of Avengers. Space. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Age well, of Bortron. <laughs> oh, stab <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts on the playoffs uh, now that we dog? have all the matchups? That must be mine. I don't eat hot dogs, Matt. Hate them. What? Hate hot dogs. Any what? other thoughts on the playoffs now that we have all the matchups set and everything like that? I think whoever wins the. Uh, did I take the Rockets in seven? Yeah. That's stupid. I'm going to change it. Can I change it? Yeah. yeah. Go Mavs in five. Okay. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Back on board. Back on the team. <laughs> I think whoever wins the Mavs Spurs Homer. series in the second round wins the championship. I'm sticking with Spurs. Man, I think whoever wins the finals will win the championship. I think whoever loses in the last game of the season. I think we're gonna have okay. I think we're gonna have one team from the East playing one team from the West, and See, then one a, of those. All right. Well, that bold, about does it for us tonight on this special edition yeah, of the so, NBA playoff preview season in review. We are the Upper Deckers. Yeah. Be sure to LeBron. follow us on Twitter. At Upper Deckers Pod. Uh, Check us out on iTunes. Search Upper Deckers. Um, Password. No, we're not giving our password. password. uh, 2007. What's up? 2012, 13, 14. With that, we're out of here. Thanks, boys. Can you give me Spurs? Thanks, boys. We were just talking about how many many finals LeBron's been to. Is it just four? 2007 against the Spurs. Uh huh. And then he went three times in a row with the Heat. Yep. Wait. Yeah, he wasn't there in 11, right? He was there in 11. No, he's been. What did I do? He's been been to four with the Heat. Correct. Okay, so four with the Heat. 11, 12, 13, 14. That about does it for us. We'll try to do better next time. Thanks, boys. Thanks, sir. Uh huh. I love goats.
He does. I haven't seen it. And their cheese. Oh.